I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Well, it, it's a joy to speak to you. Thank you so much for the time. Um, the uh, the film is just fantastic. Aura has a real heat to it that I didn't expect. Like it really is a. It was it was thrilling and terrifying, and it just it really works on every level. It, where did the film come from? Uh, it's a story I've, I've been developing for uh, over eleven years before I made it. So um, I I made it. I wrote it. I started writing it after I finished my first film, um, Anchor Baby, in two thousand and ten. So in two thousand eleven started it it started off as a crime thriller uh, about money laundry um and aura at that point was a secondary character in the story and then as as the story kind of like developed um the character morphed into into the lead uh character and, and turned into a revenge a revenge story per se. I I wanted to originally write a, a regular crime thriller, and then as I was writing it, the, the character kind of like took over, and it became a um, a revenge story. And then also in the process, I one of my brothers was murdered in Nigeria. Um, I'm originally Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria, you know, before I moved to Canada, and um, so the frustration of trying to get to the bottom of what happened to my brother who was murdered by corrupt police officers and um you know couldn't get to the bottom of it couldn't get the case resolved um even till today they buried my brother without us knowing where they buried his body um so uh, that frustration i channeled it into into my story and uh used it as um kind of like a therapeutic process for me to to heal, you know. Wow. So the so the a lot of this is based on your own story in in some ways. It's inspired. It's inspired by true. It, some of the some of the scenes are inspired by true events, but the story is hundred percent fictional. The whole money laundry, the whole revenge plot. It the the. The part of the things that will be inspired by the true events will be her journey to find out where her son was buried because we never got that closure. So, and for me, when she at toward the end of the film, when she got to that gravesite, that was my own closure that I gave myself as a writer to deal with that pain. But the whole journey of the whole story is hundred percent fictionalized story um, that came from you know me having experiences in life and you know but it was definitely inspired by the pain that I've experienced um, on my in my journey trying to figure out what happened to my brother along the way. That's horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that because it it. it... I mean, the the film feels very personal. Like there's feel, it feels very honest in in so many ways. For you, then you said it was a cathartic experience. Um, as you're preparing this film, um, what was that like? Bringing pieces of you, putting I know it's I know it's a fictionalized story, as we said here, but putting piece of your pieces of you into Aura's journey. It, it was therapeutic, and and I needed that because um, you know I went to Nigeria. And this is, you know, when the story became an intense um, revenge story. 
Mm. You know, and it, it was already gone in that angle. But then when this thing happened, I had to channel my thoughts like, okay, let me use this as an experience to deal with it. Mm. So it felt, I felt uh, some type of relief doing it because the pain, the, 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 whatever you see in Aura's face is where exactly my own journey, even the voiceovers you hear, like, you know, at the end when she says an eye for an eye is never enough. Those are the things. Cause I went through that, all those revenge thoughts. If I find who did this, what will I do in that process? What was I willing to do? All those thoughts crossed my mind and all, most of them were silly thoughts, stupid thoughts that if you were to carry out any of those thoughts, you wouldn't be, I wouldn't even be here today. Right. So the only way I could deal with it was to channel, because it's still, the pain is there. It's a dark hole like you have to deal with. And the only way I knew how was to put it into writing and, and, and play it out. And then now that it's out in the ether, it, it's like, it's like a relief for me knowing that that's the only way I can fight. You understand? Because I was trying to fight against a machine that, you know, there was nothing I could do to bring my brother back. There's nothing else I could have done. Even if I got the people and locked them up or found the people that did it, it still wouldn't have solved the problem. So with the voiceovers you hear, all those came from my pain. So it's it was a relief, a cathartic moment for me, like per se, you know, just to get it out there. You know, I... I'm glad you brought up that that final voiceover, you know, the the eye for an eye one, because that it, it stands out. It's such a fascinating, a great line, a great comment that the idea, the eye for an eye is never enough. He says it doesn't even out the score. Yeah. yeah. Even no matter what you take away from the perpetrators, you're never then it's never going to fill in that dark hole that you have inside. And what do you do? You just go on, keep on living and hoping that eventually the sun will rise again, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, this is a film that draws those lines. I think that, that there's a conversation or has about revenge and justice. Um, and, and just the tension between those things. And, you know, that this is a revenge thriller um but as you're writing it and again maybe you've sort of said this now but i'm wondering what why that or where that line is for you between revenge and justice and and how we can tell the difference and it it was a, it's a thin line cuz again I, it, like i said it was a revenge story and then when yeah. i went to what i went to and then i went to seek justice looking for justice and in the process at a point i was like anything was justice for me I don't, it doesn't matter how I get to it, right? But there's a thing, there's, 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 there's a line. And if you cross one of the lines, then you are on the other side of the law. Mm. So the, the justice, the justice would have been if the authorities did what they were supposed to do and apprehend these people and love, and she was willing to deal with that just like I was. But when you get frustrated intentionally, and not, nobody is really coming to your aid and you realize like you're here by yourself. And then the human we are, right? It starts kicking in and you start thinking, okay, maybe if I break the law here, I, I'm still looking for justice. But at that point, it's no longer justice. It becomes revenge. Hmm. That's why 
the boyfriend asks her, you look at, uh, she says, I, I want justice. She said, no, it sounds like you're looking for revenge. They're two different things. And it's like finding that balance, right? But the, 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 the whole point is justice or revenge doesn't even still even out the score. Because, you know, the person that's murdered is gone, right? Even if the person is locked up, you know, it still doesn't even out. This is, it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't solve that hole that you have inside. So you have to go back and deal with yourself, and which is what I did by channeling my whole energy into the script to make it something that I can use it as a vessel to talk about police brutality. It's not just in America. It's not just in Canada. It's all over the world. And this is something I experienced. And figured that the only way I could deal with it was to to put it to on my work. Uh, absolutely. Uh, um, with, with having said that, and I don't know whether this is, forgive me if this question is a little odd, but there's a theme of luck that keeps appearing here in a number of ways. I mean, whether it's from the son's name to the bus driving by to, you know, at one point they even say to her quite ironically, you're one lucky woman. Like, it feels like this word keeps popping up in the script. Why was that something that you wanted to, to bring in as sort of a motif in the, in the story? Okay, her, her son's name being lucky was like, is one of those things, you, you know, as I was writing it, I was like, wow. You know, I was looking for a name, I'm like, lucky, because I know a few people, as a matter of fact, my the lead character the the lead antagonist in the story in in the movie that's the guy that played Haza his real name is lucky his really his real name is lucky okay. the guy that played um Haza that gave the order right in the film without ruining anything the guy that gave the order his real name is lucky so i know a few people that that go by the name lucky so i was like wow that's a cool name but that's so ironic that if he, if she calls this if her son's name is Lucky and he he's not lucky, right? That's where it started. You you understand? You know when you're writing, you know, it's one thing leads to another. So when I came up with the name, I felt like it was a cool name, and it's ironic that her son is not gonna make it in the process. So that's a cool name to so and then it became it becomes a layer, and then I I started realizing that. In Nigeria, we have this theme is like, you know, you know, I, when I, you know, it's like a lot of things happen. You say, oh, this is, this guy is lucky. This guy, you're lucky to not be here. And this happened. You're mm -hmm. lucky this happened. Lucky this happened. So part of you seeing it on the bus, the, the lucky ones are not yet burned, right? It's like a theme. It's it's like a, it's one of those things that have like a double entendre. It could be a, a triple entendre. So to her, it could mean her son. Mm. To me, it could mean the the lucky ones are not yet born in this country, mm. right? Which is part of why she left. It could mean something else for another person who has experienced something else in the country. So it has. It's it's one of those things that has like triple meanings or multiple meanings that it's for you to like figure out exactly what it means to you you know and and again 
when I write, I try not to be preachy. It's for me to put it out there and now for you to conclude what it means to you, right? Without me beating you over the head and say, okay, this is exactly what it means, right? It means something to her, which kind of like made her break out, right? And another uh, the audience member or someone who's never even been to Nigeria could mean something totally different to them. But it, it was something that started off with the name and I realized how ironic it is that you're in this country, but you're not lucky. So I used it as a bigger theme in the film. And it's funny how you mentioned it because we just, uh, we were the opening film at the Africa International Film Festival in November. And it was like the biggest line that everyone took away from the film was that particular scene of the, the, the lorry driving by yeah. with that tag on it. Yeah. Oh, it it's it provides such a what feels like a key stamp at the end of the film. It's really it it works so beautifully. Um, I I wanted to ask you to about home. Now, hearing what you've said before about having come come to Canada, uh, from Nigeria, and and th this is a film that, you know, we see Aura, Aura go, uh, Aura cross the you know. Uh, make the make the trek, immigrate to Canada, and others have the opportunity and don't take it. Um, I was wondering about that tension for you, and and what it means to find or make a home. I really appreciate your questions, honestly. Like it tells me like you really took your time and watched it, and I and I really do appreciate it because that's how we get as filmmakers. That's how we get our own payback. Sometimes it's not really through financial means. It's like you just knowing that somebody watched, took their time. They could be doing something else to watch this film and, and you're asking all these very thought provoking questions. I really appreciate it. Um, the, your, your, your question in, in terms of, um, um, I, I wanted, it's kind of a, a, a layered question. I'm trying to see which one do you prefer that I answer, answer first? Like, you know, um, you, you can start wherever you want, <laughs> wherever you like you, you go. Okay. Okay. So, so let, let me, let me, let me start off with the, with the idea of, um, home. Like if you, if you're, if you're, when, when we leave our country, like I, you know, I, I, you know, I've lived, I've lived in Canada since 2005. So, and, and I have family back home in Nigeria. Not everyone wants to migrate or to leave the country, no matter how bad the country. And that's what I wanted to do with that character, for you to see that. As much as Aura thinks that, you know, she's trying to help her son, right? She's also in the wrong. It's a, she's a flawed character. So what she was thinking like, oh, you know, I'm going there to save these people. Because most times we forget that, you know, people, you know, they're happy, you know, you're, you, you are, you are happy, your home, how do you say your, um, when, when your, uh, your home is where your heart is or whatever. Right. So some people don't like the idea of leaving Nigeria in this situation, like, and, and moving to Canada, no matter what the financial gains they're going to make out there, they feel comfortable there. They're happy. Right. And uh, I wanted to use that as an opportunity to show that. So she trying to 
bring her son, as much as it worked for her to leave Nigeria was the right thing for her to do to escape whatever she was going dealing with in Nigeria. Not everyone, even if they're feeling in that same, uh, they're in that same situation, would want to go through that same process that she went through. So there's no right or wrong way to look at it. She wasn't right. And I think at that point is one of the things that hit her that, oh, not as much as she was trying to uproot her son from Nigeria, it may not have been the right thing for her to do at that point. And I think she came to that realization when the girl now said, I'm not going anywhere, no matter the circumstances. And at the end, you see what she did to kind of like build that bridge. Maybe there could be hope for, for them tomorrow in Nigeria. You understand, even though the, the girl didn't want to leave with, 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 with you know, w with her back to Canada. So um, it's, it's one of those things that um, we, me as, a, as an immigrant that, that came here, right? We, I constantly go back to Nigeria. So we, it's never like, okay, you leave there and, and then it's all said and done, right? Some countries are like that. Maybe it's a war-torn country. You don't want to go back there. But Nigeria is still like a great country. We all have our roots. We have families back there. So most of us, we go back once or twice a, a year. You understand? Some people more, right? So we, we, we have a sense of identity. We know where we come from. And we always call that home. As much as Canada is home, for us now, we also consider that place home because we have loved ones there that we are constantly in communication with. So it's it's part of the struggle. And that's why you see that in the film. And that's part of, I wanted to show that struggle. You see her going, even when the boyfriend asks her, are you going to go back to Nigeria? She says she doesn't know. She, does, she doesn't think she would. But something led her wanting to go back to Nigeria. She went back to Nigeria and wanted to stay, but the country didn't want her. So the, one of the hidden themes in the, in the film is about family. The film is very big on family. And in this case, family is also the country. Your country, your birth is also her family. But sometimes your family doesn't want you as much as you want your family. So it's this fight that she's fighting with her government, with her family, her direct family, her country as a family. So it's like, and you see the antagonist, Mr. Haza, is also trying to protect his own family too from going to prison for a crime they did. So nobody in this situation is really, you know, clean when you really look at it. As much as we can understand and we can relate to Aura's struggle, when you really look at it, Aura is very flawed in her own ways as well. You understand? So, and that's, I think, what makes the story more human and makes people like kind of like understand that, that struggle. Uh, absolutely. Her journey, her story is just incredible. Um, that's what I mean. This really is executed well. And I mean, you, you can sense that it means something uh, to you. I mean, certainly it's now I definitely know that it means something, how, how much it means to you. But I mean, just as a viewer watching it, you can sense that. Um, Lonzo, I mean, we've run out of time, but thank you so much for the chance to chat with you. And uh, I wish you the best for the film. It is, it's truly something.
Thank you so much. I appreciate you giving us the platform to come and talk about it. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you.